Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue. Today we're talking information security, specifically CUI guidance. What is it, and why is it so important in a large organization like NAVAIR? Joining us today is Kelsey Dean, the NOC-AD Information Security Team Lead, Jessica Gant, an Information Security Specialist, and our organization's CUI Manager, and Nick Drake, a Security Specialist from the Security Education Training and Awareness Team. Thank you all for joining us. So information security, particularly when dealing with controlled unclassified information, or CUI, impacts everyone across the organization. Let's start with the basics. Kelsey, what is it? And what is the goal of information security and specifically CUI? So the information security program establishes policies and procedures for the protection of classified national security information and controlled unclassified information, otherwise known as CUI. It allows for the openness and the free flow of the information all while enforcing protective measures that, if subjected to unauthorized disclosure, could possibly cause damage to our national security. And specifically with CUI, it helps protect all layers, including our people. It's standardized across all the executive branches to ensure the workforce, which includes military, civilian, and contractors, are meeting the mission, all while protecting such sensitive information. So Kelsey, can you explain more about what unauthorized disclosure is? Yes, so unauthorized disclosure is when information gets into the hands of our adversaries or even an individual without the need to know. It could potentially cause damage to our national security, as I stated earlier. When something like this occurs, it's considered a security incident and should be reported immediately. So Nick, why is CUI and information security in general so important at an organization like NAVAIR? Well, due to the nature of the work we do at NAVAIR, it's safe to say that most of the information we work with or produce is considered sensitive. It's easy to remember to protect classified information. You're in a controlled environment and everything is marked, just like in a movie. The truth of the matter is, the sensitive information that makes up CUI can be just as detrimental or lead to greater damage if it's not protected. When we don't take the protection measures of this sensitive information seriously, we put our warfighters on the front line at risk by allowing the technological advancements that you worked so hard to develop into the hands of the enemy. Gotcha. So I I know we all have family and friends who serve in the military, and we certainly want to keep them safe. But with that in mind, can you tell us more about the new CUI guidance, Kelsey? Sure. So the new CUI policy is the DoD 5200.48, which replaces the DoD manual 5200.01 volume 4. The volume 4 is now referred to as a legacy policy with legacy markings such as FOUO. One's organization security point of contact or any of us at the NALC-AD security team can provide a copy of that guidance and assist with implementation. That said, keep in mind CUI is not a new classification level. It is simply unclassified information that requires safeguarding and dissemination controls in accordance with laws, regulations, or government-wide policies. It is sensitive, but not classified information. We at NAVAIR deal with this type of CUI daily, whether it be included in emails, production, or even information associated with DOD contracts. So Jessica, Kelsey mentions FOUO information as legacy information. Does all legacy marked FOUO qualify as CUI? 
Not necessarily. However, some information previously marked as FOUO may qualify as CUI. FOUO determinations were based on Freedom of Information Act FOIA exemptions and used by the DOD and the State Department, but not across all of the executive branches. CUI will now be used across all executive branches and will maximize the flow and understanding of information sensitivity. The good news is that all legacy information previously marked as FOUO does not need to be remarked unless it leaves the DOD. However, if that same information is put in a new document or is sent to an authorized individual or organization outside of the Navy, it needs to be assessed to see if it meets the criteria for CUI and then remarked appropriately. Jessica, can you give me some examples of the types of information that NAVAIR employees are used to seeing as FOUO that might now qualify as CUI? Sure. The most common types that may qualify as CUI at NAVAIR are the following. Controlled technical information, CTI, export controlled information, information related to sensitive international agreements, operations security information, pre-decisional budget or policy information, and Privacy Act information. There are more comprehensive category lists online at www.dodcui.mil. The DOD CUI website has training, tools, and includes the categories approved by DOD. CUI is being implemented across all executive branches in different phases, so it is important to know DOD guidelines. For instance, while some agencies are implementing specified and basic CUI categories, DOD is only using basic categories at this time. If I'm preparing a new brief that includes information previously marked as unclassified FOUO, as well as new information which my organization has produced, how can I determine whether or not it is CUI and mark it accordingly? In addition to the DODI 5200.48, your security specialist can provide you with online training resources, job aids, and quick reference tools to assist you in identifying CUI using a category index list from the online CUI registry. This also includes a marking guide to help with memos, briefs, presentations, electronic media, emails, and systems. Also, Navier mandated New and updated security classification guides must include CUI designations on organizational information. Once you've identified CUI material, these tools and your security specialist will assist you with the proper markings. Remember that if it is portion marked, meaning every paragraph is individually classified, it will need to be reportion marked as CUI in the new document. This is a requirement. So for those not familiar with portion marking, not every piece of item, every line in a document has the same classification level. Portion marking is used to indicate the different levels of classification for each specific line. We're not trying to say that CUI is its own classification level. We're just trying to remind people that if they pull CUI information into into a classified document, that they need to make sure that it is labeled CUI in case someone pulls it out and try to use it in a different document. And I just also want to add in here that there is a new process when marking emails that contain CUI that we all need to learn as soon as possible. So when the email does include CUI, 
it should include CUI headers and footers in the body of your email, along with the CUI designation indicator that Nick had spoke to earlier. So we recommend notating in your subject line of the email that, you know, that email contains CUI. And if your email includes any attachments that have CUI within the attachments, also make sure the attachment is titled CUI. But we will have CUI reference tools that include some examples for the types of information that we deal with. And we also established a new CUI email distribution account. It's NALCAD underscore CUI at Navy.mil. That'll come directly to our NALCAD security team if anyone has any CUI questions. Nick, Jessica just mentioned a CUI designation indicator. What is it and how is it used? So the CUI designation indicator block uh, consolidates a lot of the information that would have been previously spread out around a document and consolidates it in one place on the front page. The block provides the name of the determining agency, the category of the type of CUI, any distribution or dissemination controls, and contact information for the originator of the document. It appears on the first page or the cover page of a document and is placed on the bottom right of all documents containing CUI, including classified documents. The CUI designation indicator is comparable to a classification authority block for classified information, but once again, we have to remind everyone that CUI is not our classification level. So will distribution statements still be required? Yes, distribution statements will still be used with CUI that contains export controlled information, scientific, technical, engineering information, and controlled technical information. The distribution statement will be reflected in the CUI designation indicator and should be annotated in full on the first page or on the cover page of the document. So lots of information today, and I believe I understand the basics of identifying and marking CUI, but what are my responsibilities in terms of protection, storage, and destruction? So during working hours, steps will be taken to minimize the risk of access by unauthorized personnel such as not reading it, discussing, or leaving CUI information unattended where unauthorized personnel are present. After working hours, CUI information will be stored in unlocked containers, desks, or cabinets if the government or government contract building provides security for continuous monitoring of access. If building security is not provided, the information will be stored in locked desks, file cabinets, bookcase, locked rooms, or similarly secured areas. The concept of a controlled environment means there is sufficient internal security measures in place to prevent or detect unauthorized access to CUI. For the DOD, an open storage environment meets these requirements. So what you're saying is when I'm done working with CUI information for the day and I'm in the office on base, I can put it away in a drawer or in my overhead desk. But when I'm at home, I need to keep it in a locked drawer or safely stored on my CAC-protected computer asset. Is that right? Correct. Since most of us are teleworking, you want to ensure that any information you have at home is properly protected as it would be in the office environment. In addition, during teleworking, you want to make sure the government equipment or information can and will be protected at all times while teleworking. Telework is predicated on having an appropriate work environment. This is addressed in the individual's telework agreement. This would be that they would have the ability to work on and protect CUI from unauthorized disclosure in their home. When not in use, 
CUI should be kept under the authorized holder's direct control or protect it with at least one physical barrier. There's a form SF-901 CUI cover sheet, and that's reasonable and ensures that the authorized holder or the physical barrier protects the CUI from unauthorized access or observation when outside a controlling environment. One plus about CUI is that now we have one cover sheet, again, that SF-901, whereas legacy policy document and documents have many different cover sheets that had to be used. This form can be found on the storefront, the security storefront, as well as through the CUI website, and also it can be printed from a home computer since it's a simple form. And I just want to add in here during this time, um, obviously a lot of us across the command are teleworking during this pandemic, and we've received a lot of questions in regards to CUI at home. So what we've been telling folks, if there's concern as to whether or not an individual can effectively protect CUI while at home for any reason, you know, we have examples of you know, someone's roommate is a foreign national and such as that, then, you know, that part of their job responsibilities may not be suited for telework. So we recommend the individual to work with their management in regards to coming into the workspace as needed. And we also receive a lot of questions as far as handling and destroying CUI while teleworking from home. So a couple things we want everyone to know is CUI should not be stored or transmitted on personal systems and or on personal email accounts. Printing and hard copy storage should be kept to a minimum and on approved government equipment only. And guidelines for destruction of CUI do not change for telework. So CUI must be destroyed by any means that would make it unreadable and unrecoverable in its original form. So most cases, most offices or organizations uh, should already have an approved shredder or locked bin. So best practice would be to bring the documents back into the office and destroy it appropriately. As such, when CUI is no longer needed, the authorized holder shall make every effort to return the CUI to a controlled environment where it can be properly secured, such as a locked shred bin, and or destroy it as soon as possible. So when we talk about destroying these documents, I'm guessing it's best not to use my shredder at home. Correct. So the approved shredding method for CUI are the one by five millimeter cross cut shredders. But with that said, one can go to the NSA or the NIST instructions for further guidance on that. And Kelsey, I think it's safe to assume that my home shredder does not meet those requirements. So it's best to just bring my documents into the office for shredding. So I truly appreciate knowing that we have security specialists and resources at NAVAIR to assist me on this new focus in unclassified information protection, because there's a lot of information to know. So are there any last comments you would like to make in regards to CUI, Kelsey? Yes. So with everything that we talked about today in this podcast, I really want to end this by just reiterating and reminding folks that CUI is not a new classification level. We understand the frustration of a new term and the new guidance of marking requirements as most are probably used to the term FOUO or marking documents FOUO. But with that said, FOUO still needs to be protected by all means. However, CUI is simply standardized across all government agencies. It's a common marking system across federal agencies and it's created categories to capture the many types of unclassified information that require safeguarding. So we believe that the new CUI marking requirements will actually be beneficial to most when trying to share the information with others or trying to release certain information to the public. I'm really digging that CUI has the word controlled unclassified information in it just because it really helps hammer home that I need to protect these documents. 
the information in them needs to remain under my control. Yeah, I just want to throw out there, while it is a new set of markings and it is a new system of sorts, that a lot of offices, a lot of people are already doing the protection levels that are needed for CUI with what they've been doing for FOUO. So it's, it's really not going to be that much of a difference. Jessica, what are some other places people can go to get any information that they might need concerning CUI and information security? So again, thank you for having us so that we could get this information out there. Again, for more information, there are security specialists to assist you. We have the NALCAD underscore CUI at Navy.mil email distribution and other references can be found on the security storefront. All right, so if you have any questions, reach out to your security specialist. Again, I appreciate all of you being here today, and that's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.